Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. God bless you. This is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray, Senior Pastor of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ of Grand Rapids, Michigan, USA. And it is my distinct honor and pleasure to share with you words of encouragement from our Victory in the Word radio ministries. It is our prayer. It is our prayer that your life is on track to experience the miracle working power of God. God has given us something that I believe will strengthen you and push you even further to continue to stay in place so that God can be God in your life. We're excited about today and we're excited to share what God has given us uniquely for you. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you this day for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your love for us and towards us. And God, it is my prayer today that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight and that they also be food for the souls of your people that are listening to this broadcast today. God, I pray that you bless everybody this day where they need you the most. And God, we love you for being our God. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to be our redeemer and our savior. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit. That's our keeper and our helper. Lord, we love you and we thank you again for all things. Christ's name I pray. Amen. Again, I'm Bishop Dennis McMurray, Senior Pastor of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ, Grand Rapids, Michigan, USA. And I have a word, I believe, that will bless your heart. Today's uh, teaching will be found in the book of St. Matthew, the book of St. Matthew, the eighth chapter, verses 23 through 27. A very familiar passage of scripture, and I just want to share for a few moments Words of encouragement from the text. Amen. Beginning at verse 23, it says, And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest or a storm in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. But he was asleep, and his disciples came to him and awake him, saying, Lord, Save us, we perish. And he said unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Today I'd like to talk to you from the subject of the storm. And I've learned the difference between the and the. The is just uh, another one. But the indicates the one that shakes the foundation of life, the one that's significant. And in this case, we're talking about the storms of life. So I first want to just identify what a storm is. A storm is a violent disturbance and disruption of an atmosphere. 
is characterized by strong winds, rain, thunder, and lightning. A storm is an uproar or controversy and unsettling. So my brothers and sisters, as we look at storms of life, I want to focus in on that, the personal storms of life. Storms of life, they, they affect many of us in different ways. They have a different effect on so many of us. Some storms, they can be mental or even emotional, or both mentally and emotionally. The storms of life can be conditional. For instance, they can be those storms that are financial, storms that are centered on your career, storms that are in your relationships, but the fact remains that they are a storm. And when I look at storms, I look at the fact that most of us, if not all of us, have been dealing with storms all of our lives. All of our lives, we've been dealing with storms. And sometimes when you, when you deal with storms so much, you become accustomed to the cause and the effects of most storms. And, you know, some storms happen so much until we even sleep through most of them. I remember as a lad growing up here in Michigan, it was not uncommon to have one season a thunderstorm with thunder and lightning and winds, and we would sleep through that. And then in the wintertime, there would be the winter storms where the ice and the ice and the snow and the winds and those things would happen, and we, we had them so often, and here in the Midwest, I'm so accustomed to those storms until many of them, even to this day, I sleep through because I'm accustomed to storms. Knowing that in the morning, we've got to rake and pick up twigs. Knowing that in the morning, we've got to get the snowblower out and blow out the driveway. So those storms are expected with the seasons, the four seasons here in Michigan. But today I want to talk about not the storms that we are conditioned for, for in the winter, we expect a winter storm. In the spring, we expect, we expect storms associated with the spring. In summer and fall, we expect storms that are associated with those seasons. But I want to talk about the storm, the, you know, yeah, that unique one, that one that catches you off guard, that one that you did not expect, the storm that shakes the very foundation of life. Yes, that storm, the storm that that appears that it will never end. The storm that has you questioning yourself, your faith, your salvation, and even God himself. There are some storms, unexpected storms that have an intensity connected to them that makes absolutely no sense. And to make it matters even worse. I want to talk today about the storm, the storm that's both private and personal. You know, private and personal. Only you and who's in that storm with you are aware of that storm. Some examples of these type of storms is a troubled marriage or difficult 
or difficulty dealing with loneliness or you may be dealing with a health condition or pain in your body or uh, a pressure of life. The pressures of life now are so uncommon, but most of us have been conditioned and most of us as believers are at that point in life where God has developed that type of strength in us where we don't wear what we're going through on our shoulders. We've learned to internalize it and maintain the posture that we must represent the body of Christ and that we must represent God Almighty and that we must continue to walk by faith and not by sight in the midst of the difficult moments of life. But there comes, my brothers and sisters, the storm, the storm that looks like it's about to knock you off of your center. I'm talking about that storm that you feel that, Lord, I don't deserve to be in this storm. I don't deserve, I don't think, God, to be going through what I'm going through. And as you look at the Bible text today, the disciples were obedient and they were flowing with Jesus. They were at the appointed place where Jesus wanted them. They were faithful and working by his side in ministry. Their spiritual life was in order. They were committed to Christ and committed to the cause. And they felt good about their life priorities because for the first time in their lives, they were in line with a spiritual purpose from heaven and flowing as they felt God wanted them to flow. How many of you all feel the same way? But as you listen to my voice, you are in the storm. And as you're in the storm, you're, 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 you're analyzing your life and you're saying, Lord, I'm living as you want me to live. I've embraced that that you want me to embrace and I've let go of that that you've shown me I need to let go of. You're just like the disciples today. You're saying, Lord, my spiritual life is in order. I'm faithful. I'm 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 a good steward of the fine of 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 the finances you've blessed me with. God, I tithe and God, I give an offering and God, I love the church. God, I am in what I believe is the best place of spiritual commitment that I can be in. God, until this storm jumped up, God, I felt real good about my relationship and responsibilities with you. And I need you all to know something today. There are some storms that God can only teach certain lessons in. And I need you to know before God takes you to that next place of possession or that next place of purpose or that next place of promotion. That God wants to make sure that you know that he is the Lord of your life. Yes, I do want to compliment you on the choices you've made and the commitments you've made to the ministry and the passion of Jesus Christ. And those things are a definite requirement. But I need you to know today that before God takes you where you want to go 
And just maybe you may be in that place where God is taking you where he wants you to be. And there's a difference. There is a difference because where we want to go has been uh, has been shown to us or manifested out of our thought process. But where God wants to take you and what God wants to do in your life far exceeds anything that you could ever comprehend in your life. The scripture tells us so, so, so very plainly that uh, that that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. And so maybe maybe you're on track for that exceeding abundant blessing. That's tied 100% to the will of God, and God has not revealed to you the way that it's going to happen. And so when you're in line for a manifold blessing at this level, you then will have to have an undeniable experience with God. Hear what I said, an undeniable experience with God that he is your God and that he can do anything but fail. And I believe in my heart, my brother and sister, the storm that you find yourself in right now is very well connected to what God has in store for your life. I share with you the words of Paul when he says, eyes have not seen. And ears have not heard and neither have entered into your heart the things that God has prepared for you because you love him. My brother and my sister, you're loving God at a level that you have never loved him before. And we all know that love is an action word. And you've been showing God by action, precepts, and example that you love him, that he can count on you, that he can trust you. And God feels the same, that he can trust you and that you are ready for promotion. You are ready for increase. But I need you to know the atmosphere that you're about to go into requires that you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that God is for for you God is with you and if he be and if he is for you he'll be more than the whole world against you we quote Isaiah 54:17 often no weapon formed against us shall prosper but sometimes you need to have an experience with God where he will show you that you can depend upon him and i believe that this is what this passage of scripture is talking about survival in the storm. And I want to let you know today that God has not bought you this far to leave you. And when you look and analyze at the inputs versus the outputs you're experiencing right now, God is not going to allow you to give you his best like you've been giving him. And then God turn his back on you and not allow you to walk in the promises that his word has established for you. But some Sometime when you're walking close to the promise, you've got to complete the process. And that's what I want you to know today, my brother and my sister. There is a process that God is completing and you're closer to your breakthrough than you might even imagine in your spirit. That's why I want to analyze this text today and purposely and hopefully in the analyzation of the text, you will understand and see the encouragement of the Lord. 
Lord. The Lord will never bring you to anything that he's not already taken himself through and will bring you through with him. Because when we look at verse 23 at this passage in St. Matthew 8, it says, And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. Watch this again. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. That passage of scripture says that that very storm, the storm that they found themselves into, Jesus got on board the same ship that they were on first. And when Jesus got on first, they followed him. If Jesus was on that ship in that same storm, there was no way that that storm was going to destroy anyone who was on board with Jesus. And so that's what I first want to encourage you with. Stay on board with Jesus. The ship is symbolic of the church. So I want to say with you, stay in the church. Stay committed to the principles of godly living. Don't diminish your faithfulness, even though the storm right now is trying to get you to jump ship and to reach back out to artificial measures that bring comfort and release. The last thing we need to do is allow the devil to draw us out of the presence of God. The scripture lets us know if we draw near to God, God will draw near to us. And so point one, whatever you do, stay on board with Jesus because Jesus got on board first. Also, I want you to know that in the midst of what we're going through, the power of relationship produces the favor and the blessings we need to overcome the storm. The disciples were in the ship. There was nowhere they could go. They were as close to relationship to the Christ-centered power of relationship that they could ever be. They were all in the storm together. The difference is Jesus was sleeping and they were fretting, but it does not negate the fact that they were still in close fellowship and relationship with Christ. I want to tell you that are listening today, today we need to celebrate the fact that even though this storm is rocking us, even though the lightning is doing what it's doing, even though the trouble and the trauma is trying to take us off of our center, I want you to understand you have a reason to celebrate even in the midst of the storm. The Bible, well not the Bible, but the saints of old. I was growing up as a little bitty boy and I'd always hear the saints say, the Lord will keep you when you can't keep yourself. And when I was a kid, I said, but now what does that mean? What does that mean? But now as a fully grown man with family and pastoral responsibilities and bishop responsibilities and life responsibilities, I know what they mean when the Lord has so much invested in you and you're on the brink of being rewarded by him because of your faithfulness. Then that statement, the Lord will keep you when you can't keep yourself. You have made up in your mind, 
saying, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I'm not going to do that anymore. But I'm going to reverse my pathway. And I'm going back to where I think I need to be. But somehow the Holy Spirit comes and settles you, comes and comforts you, comes and stops you from doing something that's contrary to your new profession as a born again believer. That, my brother and sister, is the Lord keeping you when you can't keep yourself. You find yourself reading scripture when you have all intention of reading something else. You find yourself still attending worship services and 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 ministry meetings and mini- making ministry commitments when you have all intention of doing something else. That's God keeping you when you can't keep yourself. But more than that, that's an indication that your relationship with Christ is surviving the storm of life. And I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, that marriage may be troubled, but it has not dissolved. Your finances may be troubled, but you're not broken yet. Your health may be challenged, but you're not devastated completely yet. I want you to know that your relationship in the storm, uh, it may not look pretty, but it doesn't need to be pretty. It's still a relationship. And the enemy in the storm of life does not want you to recognize and realize the power of the relationship that you have with God in the midst of oh the storm you know that storm you know and boy the this the, boy this this storm is, is major yeah yeah I, and I hear you very well said, but, but, but Bishop, this, this one is major, a major storm before a major promotion. You know, as you look at it, the, the lightning of the storm makes you aware of the darkness that you're dealing with. The thunder intimidates and tempts and attempts to drown out your ability to hear anything but the storm, the wind and the rain of your storm. The wind and the rain of your storm is trying to let you know that it's rearranging everything that you've worked so hard to put in order. I need to say that again. The wind of this storm that you're in and the rain is rearranging everything that you've worked so hard to put in order. Then you got to deal with the waves. The waves indicate that they are rocking your world before it destroys you. But I've come to let somebody know that the devil is a liar and a deceiver. God has not bought you this far to leave you. What God is doing is developing your faith because the place of influence and the level of influence that he's preparing to promote you into and escort you into, you'll need to know that God is a God that can do anything but fail. You'll need to know, as in Psalms 46 and 1, that God is your refuge and strength and a very present help when you face times of trouble. Because when you move up, unfortunately, the pressure of being favored by God also intensifies. But I want to let you know that the same God that placed his spirit in you is the same God that's going to equip you to overcome whatever tomorrow will hold. Greater is he that's within you than he that's in this world. And I want you to know it's time for you to encourage yourself 
and remind yourself of who got on board first in this text. The Bible said Jesus got on board first and his disciples followed him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. My brother, my sister, Satan ain't got nothing coming. In every situation that we encounter as believers, there's a temptation dynamic and there's a trying dynamic. God is trying our faith for greater reward. And the enemy can see God developing us and preparing us for something great. So he moves in with his temptation dynamic. But I want you to know today, the trying of your faith is going to make you stronger, is going to make you better, and more determined. Even after hearing this teaching today, you'll be able to say, as the old song of the church says, I'm determined to walk with Jesus. Yes, I am. Through hard trials and tribulations, persecutions, I'll be faithful. I'm determined to walk with Jesus. Yes, I am. And as I begin to end our time together today, I want to quote from 1 Corinthians 10, 13 from the amplified version of text. Listen to what it says. No temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that it is not common to human experience, nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance. But God is faithful to his word. He is compassionate and trustworthy, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. I'll read that again. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. But along with the temptation he has in the past and is now and will always provide the way out as well so that you will be able to endure it and endure without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy. So my brothers and sisters, as I end today, I want you to know the storm is temporary. and What you're going through today is preparing you for a greater tomorrow. And I want you to know today you've got to be like Paul and Silas and you've got to say, is it midnight or the beginning of a new day? Because in the book of Acts, they said, look, this storm, the storm that I'm in, pretty rough right now. And we can look at it out of our human capacity or we can ask God to elevate us into into his spiritual capacity and ask him to show us how to handle the storm. And they made a conscientious decision and they said, it's not midnight, but it's the beginning of a new day. And I leave that with you and say, it's a new season. It's a new day. A fresh anointing has come your way. It's a season of power and prosperity. It's a new season and it's happening in your life right now. If you'd like to call us and share with us, uh, our web address 
is rencojic.org, rencojic.org, and you can get all the information. If you'd like to call us, we'd love to call you back and pray with you, 616-243-0991. But God, I lift up this word in the hearts and spirits and minds of your people and ask God that you would bless us where we all need you the most. Escort us to that place of victory and let everybody know this day that in the name of Jesus, we have every victory we need. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our First Lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God. We welcome you to join us at 1001 33rd Street, Southeast Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49508. Be prepared to attend Sunday School at 9 a.m. in the Family Life Center and our Sunday morning worship service at 10.30 a.m. We also invite you to attend our midweek worship opportunities on Wednesday afternoon, 12 noon, in the chapel, and Thursday at 6.45 p.m. in the Family Life Center. Feel free to call us at 616-243-0991. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word. And until next time, walk in victory.